0: Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life.
1: Hey there, it's Timmy Manor and welcome to the spirit of sport right here on 1170 SEM. Joining me tonight like he does every week, Benny Little. Yeah, that's right. Good to be here. Good to have you, mate. And listen, every now and then you come across a guy that you get to play with or play against. And, um, yeah, you quickly turn from friends to family. This guy I've had the pleasure of playing with since I was about maybe 15 or 16. He's got an amazing story. He played 11 games across his NRL career, which was marred by um, some serious illness, which we're going to talk about. Uh, But the guy is truly inspiring. Uh, I'm so grateful to have him on our show tonight. And our guest on the Spirit of Sport is NRL yeah. player, Ryan Stig. Ryan, Woo-hoo! welcome to the Spirit of Sport. Yes. Thanks, Tim.
0: Thanks for having
1: me, mate. Um, right. Yeah, it's nice to be on here having a chat. Now, I, I've got this thing, and I'm, this, let's start off the bat. I don't want to be controversial off the bat here, Benny, but <laughs> the whole it, it, it could sound a bit of the whole sexist thing. But okay, careful. I just reckon men and males, right, are yeah. very good at... I'll give you an example. I cannot see... I reckon I haven't seen Stiggy now for... So you went, I haven't seen you for a long time. How many years, do you reckon? Um, probably before
0: France, I reckon. I don't think I've seen you. Yeah, since you got back from oh, France. Yeah, ages. Yeah.
1: So ages. I, I just feel like, and I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming it's a men's thing, male yeah. thing. Ben, you're looking at me like, be careful here. Oh
2: well, yeah, yeah. Tread but lightly, my I just
1: feel like I can not like a mate of mine, a good friend of mine. I cannot see him for a while,
2: Yeah.
1: years, and then once you speak to him, it's like you saw him yesterday. Nothing yeah. wrong. Yeah. And, okay, I was probably being a bit yeah. general, but let's talk about my wife. My wife, if she doesn't see you for two years, you, you're dead to her. <laughs> dead. She, she doesn't know your name. she cut you off. Yeah, yeah. So, Stiggy, even though we haven't seen each other for a while, it's so good to hear your voice, mate. Give us a bit of an update. What's uh, what's the latest in the world of Ryan Stig? Yeah,
0: well, mate, I just want to second that. I, I definitely think it's like that um, between between us. And, yeah, I was actually having a similar conversation with a mate the other day. You know, I think it is a a bloke thing. You can just not see each other for ages and you just pick up pick up where you left off, which I think's a beautiful thing. But um, yeah, my world, mate. Um, I'm back back in Australia and back for a couple of years now. Um, as you know, I yeah had a little dabble, went back to playing um for a while and um was yeah I was hoping to um keep playing a little bit longer, but probably the whole COVID saga just ended it a little bit before I was um, ready. But yeah, just back um, back in uh, Newcastle and enjoying life. Got uh, a young family, as you know, and um, I don't know, that takes a bit of time. And um, yeah, mm. just chipping away back here. So, what,
1: what was it like over there in Europe? I guess the country doesn't speak English and trying to you know, take a young family over there. How did you find it?
0: Oh, I really enjoyed it, mate. It was something I always sort of wanted to do. Um, Yeah, we probably talked about it when we were younger growing up playing together and that. I think, um, you know, uh, a lot of time you sort of have your sights set on um, doing something like that, going over, experiencing a different culture and playing. um, It was definitely a challenge um, in certain ways, but I think challenging things are good sometimes. You know, having to communicate on the... Given my position was half-back, you know, communicating on the field in a different language is... yeah, a challenge but a good challenge um the local like the provincial um competition in france there's not a lot of foreigners playing so it's mostly french guys and um so yeah there's not really the luxury of speaking english so you gotta you know do your best in french and all that kind of stuff which was which was a good challenge but um yeah there's a lot of cultural benefits as well my little girl got to go to school in a little french village and stuff like that mm. so. She started to pick up French and she was, she was speaking in French, uh, sort of asking questions and different things to us, wow. you know, just before we, we come home and she wasn't aware of it. So um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, there's a lot of uh, positives, I, I think they say, for kids' development and stuff to learn different languages and stuff like that. So hopefully, um, you know, that has a positive spin off on them uh, long term. But yeah, we really enjoyed it. And, um, and what yeah, about. And Thomas, good to
2: be back. What about, like, from the romance point of view, like being in France, you and your partner, you know, we, we, home. ha, oh, yeah. oh, any, like, any, any yeah. pointers there?
0: <laughs> yeah, it was definitely good for that. Um, my wife was very happy when we were there. So. Oh, yeah. Um, but, no, on a serious note, it was a really um, refreshing time for us, the family, because um, a bit of my story, we, we, we sort of. I had a few tough years there, I suppose, and mm. um, my wife was just phenomenal and um, really strong for me through that time, and um, it was sort of, a, I suppose, a bit of a recharge or rejuvenation for us both, so that um, was really good for her in that sense also. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: yeah. we'll get into that a little bit later about your, your whole journey um, through, um, we ended up finding out yeah, was Lyme disease, but... Let's talk about the start of your career. Um let's go way, way back um to the very start. Well not the very start, well when you and I first met. Yeah. Um you were always that, that protege, you're always that guy that everyone was speaking about. Um, you know, Newcastle's a pretty small town and and very um football orientated. And um you had quite yeah, the reputation yeah. in that place. You're Newcastle Junior, everyone was kind of um had earmarked you for a big career. Um, how was the transition I guess from the junior league and then kind of transitioning up to uh you know some more senior football
0: yeah um oh I think um when you when you're younger, you can sort of get a bit ahead of yourself and and think you're ready for things before you know before you might be and um, I think I probably spent um a few more years than I thought I would sort of on that on that fringe I was. I thought I was ready to go, sort of around that eighteen, nineteen, year, you know, year old sort of period, and I was playing pretty good footy. But, um, you know, I think it was the Toyota Cup came in back then, and it was um, it was very hyped and stuff like that. You know, you played through it, and um, but there's a big there was a big step between that under twenties and and NRL, and um, I didn't play any NRL through that under twenties period. And then I went to North Queensland, spending with the Cowboys and played queensland Cup and that was um really good for me you know it um matured me as a footballer and um yeah, I think, as you know, there's a big difference between that sort of junior football and um playing n r l and um as a halfback i think <clears throat> um yeah it takes it takes a little bit of time to mature and you know, you still see guys, you know, going through their mid-20s, late-20s, maturing in that position. So, um, yeah, that that period there probably took me a little bit longer to play than I wanted to, but um, I was still able to go at a reasonably young age. um, I think it um, helped me to hit the ground running a little bit more. You know, I see guys that probably get a go before they're ready, and they might sort of chop in and out um, a little bit, but you know, I think I don't know if there's any young guys listening. If um, if you are made to wait a little bit longer, just you can you can totally use that time to refine and refine your psychology, your your, your skills, so that when you do get a go, you can hit the ground running and probably probably thought that was my experience and um, yeah, it helped me in good stead for when I when I got to play. So,
2: what kind of things? Yeah. What, what kind of things would you pinpoint that you you did grow at? Grow in when you were in those re, that refining season.
0: Um, I think I think your psychology. I think um, for me, I, I always had reasonably good skills when I was younger. But um, you know, when the when the blowtorch gets put on you and you you know you've got to um, it's not always about throwing a twenty meter cutout and hitting the winger or you know yeah. um those sort of flashy plays. It's more about your refinement mentally mm. um okay where are we where are we on the field what's the what time of the game is it um what's my job right now just that sort of development yeah. you know yeah. what I mean not not having always come up with a big play but um yeah, what what's the best um decision here mm. for me uh to make for the team because ultimately to the half back you're a decision maker yeah so a lot of other things, but, you know, you have to be a good decision maker. So I think it was probably that. And, you know, just, just getting tackled by men and tackling men week in and week out, you know, it's yeah. different, you know. Um, so just just a little bit of tough toughening up mentally and, and probably physically a little bit. Um, I, I look back, there was definitely a period there where that, that had, had to happen for me. And um, I think it was probably that year away in North Queensland, which was good,
1: so... It, it's a pretty yeah. crazy concept. You talk about the, the tackling men and the physical part of it. It's it's almost like getting a car accident every week. You, you don't really think about it when you're playing and then you retire and I watch the boys play now like what was I doing? Like your body is yeah. just continuously just yeah. getting thrashed. Yeah. Um Stiggy, so you you come into the scene, you had that really big breakout year at Newcastle. I still remember yeah. that you know, that it was it felt like um you just bursted on then everyone was talking about you you got man of the match um i think it was your third game in your career um you, what was how did you find handling all that like i know it's a lot to take for a young kid and also um you know being from newcastle and having that experience in your own hometown um how you deal with i guess all the accolades and the, and the attention you got during that time yeah um yeah it was it was definitely a, a
0: really um, nice time to look back on um yeah, I felt I played reasonable coming in, as I said. I think that um sort of that extended maturity period probably just helped me to hit the ground running. Um I suppose from uh, you know, handling the uh, probably the extra attention. Um, it was I, I had a pretty I've got a pretty good like family and friends as you know, we're sort of family friends, been friends for a long time. And, you know, I got pretty good people around me as as you did, you know, coming through a similar sort of period and they don't let you get um too ahead of yourself um i think also which i see it probably a little little change from um when i don't know i think i think you'd be able to test through this team when when we came through those was, there was a really strong um well at newcastle anyway there was quite a strong hierarchy of older guys and they, they didn't yeah. sort of let you get too yeah
1: yeah yourself, very
0: quick to pull you back down so yeah um and that you know there's a lot of fun in that and um so yeah i had guys like you know Joe mullen and um a lot of senior guys who were very quick to um pull me pull me back into line i'm sure <laughs> didn't get to yeah.
1: so, yeah, yeah. No, you... like, it yeah is it i feel like we were the gap generation because those goals and we had them at, um, you know, I had Kayless and Highmarsh and, and Birdie and these old generation. Yeah, those
0: you tell stories. Yeah, Yeah. so they yeah. grew up
1: with it, you know, and they kind of passed it on to us where, you know, they were, you know they'd make sure we had to earn our stripes. But I feel like yeah, our, right. our generation our generation dropped the ball a bit, Benny. I don't yeah, know, I I don't know ask, if it's a good thing gonna, or a bad thing. You're but it's still happening? Nah, it's not happening now, mate. You try telling these young generations. Are they listening? Oh, mate. They're not listening. They're... they're they're different. They're they're so they're so confident when they come into first grade. Like with us, it was kind of like, do what you're told, earn your stripes, yeah, and then you can tell other people what to do. Yeah. Uh, whereas yeah. you got nowadays, you got kids, you know, coming in as young as you know, 19, 20, thinking that they played 300 games and they deserve all the respect and yeah. all the money that you know comes with that. Yeah. Um. So it's yeah, it's, it's a different vibe. But you know what? It's it's just a change. You just got Like you can't fight it. I think the more you try to fight it and um, you know, wrestle against it, the 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 worse you become as a leader. Mm. So I kind of got to a stage where I was like, okay, well, this is a new generation. How do I still enable them?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it really tested my captaincy because I felt like, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to do what what happened to me and and be hard on them? Or, you know, if they're not, (laughs) you know, I feel like they don't respond to that. So, um, and even like I speak about coaching as well. These days, coaches are so, so much harder for them. When I was young, the coach would spray the whole team. It didn't matter who you were. You got talked to the exact same way. Yeah, you know, the psychology yeah, of it, yeah. you know, this the coach's got to go, this player you can't yell at because, you know, he's had yeah, a bad experience yeah. with his dad. And this yeah. person you, you can yell at, but yeah. you, you can't swear. This person, like, it's just so hard because there's so many different personalities. So yeah. you're spot on, you Yeah,
0: it's true. Um, I, I, just on that, on that, just quickly, yeah. I remember when I came back in from not playing for a long time and just see some of the things that the young kids were doing, you know, I just thought, if I'd done that when I was yeah
1: yeah yes yes
0: you know, I
1: would have had the I don't know the pink shirt or whatever you know for a month sort of yeah hundred percent oh, so, yeah well I, I ended up being co captain at the start with Jared so it was it was Jared was one of them even though they were born in the same year same day he was one of them so every time I try to like tell one of the young guys you know it's not like how we do something they look up and I say oh hold on a second this yeah. is how you do it. Yeah. So it, yeah. Um, so Jared, Jared probably broke the ice. He was one of those. He was a, He's a, a pioneer. He was, the way <laughs> I struggle with the young kids, the same way Heine would struggle with uh, Hainsey because yeah. he just wouldn't get told what to do. Yeah.
2: yeah. And um, sorry, I find it interesting. What what do you think it was? Was it um, they were more aware of their talent at a younger age? Did it have something to do with uh their development? Did they have more like adults how, around them speaking? How, how deep
1: do you want to go? Stiggy? Like, I don't know what your thoughts Yeah, this to... is a big dive. Yeah, man. I feel like yeah. you can go back to the whole, everyone gets a trophy these days. Everyone, like, uh, it's kind of that whole, yeah, a ho- a gener- there's a generation that's been growing up that's never been, you know, told, hold on a second, you need to get better, or, you need to yeah. do this, or, you need to improve. Um, so it's it's a way of, I guess, the way we brought up a new generation is they can't really handle... Yeah. Um, the way we and not that one's better than the other. I guess yeah, yeah. like they got their own strengths as well, and they, they play with a lot more confidence and, yeah, yeah, and exactly. flair that I would have played with. Mm. Um, so it's, it's just different. Um, mm. Stiggy, let's let's get into and I, I keep telling everyone about yeah you, you got a pretty fascinating amazing story, and I know you you spent years of your life you know really frustrated with, um, an, an illness that, I think it was it was was it more than twelve months? You didn't know what it was
0: yeah yeah it was, and it's did it come when you were you were, nice, you were playing NRL
1: at the time good. eh? Yeah, yeah
0: yeah yeah it was I was stunned for like it was great. I went from playing semi finals to couldn't get out of bed in sort of six months, you know it was just a fell off a cliff sort of thing mm.
1: so yeah and and would that start like was it was it like um was it a build up was it a slow like you started noticing something like changes over time, was yeah, it overnight? It was.
0: It was just uh, I got a I got a few different surgeries at the end of the year. They um, were sort of back to back, and um, <clears throat> probably I just wasn't recovering sort of like I like I would have in the past. And I was just I was just quite slow. I was very tired. Like I was, you expect to be a little bit off when you have surgery or something like that. But i was just looking, in hindsight. I was I was a little bit off the beat, and um, yeah, I was just I was coming home from training, sleeping a lot, and. Um, my progression um, just with rehab and stuff was was probably a bit slower than I wanted. And then I was running, sort of doing some fitness one day, and, and my eye got a bit blurry. Um, I remember I, I got back to playing the the next season, and I, I played like my first just New South Wales Cup game and um, just noticed blurry vision in that um, eye, and then it just maintained. And then I went sort of went and got it checked the next week. And, then didn't really go back to training, that was it. I just kind of um, continued to get worse. There was a period where it sort of initially appeared as um, an eye injury, um, but it was just the way I look at it, It's kind of the tip of the iceberg. And um, I just, yeah, kept kept getting um, a little bit thicker, a little bit thicker, and at the time I just didn't really know how to approach it, nor did um, a lot of the doctors I was seeing. So, um, yeah, it took a long time, probably. I think it was maybe maybe even 24 months to find out what was going on, which was a real bummer because um, the way I understand it, sort of the longer the um, different bacteria and stuff sit in your body, the the more sort of damage they they do, and it kind of ate away at my nervous system and stuff like that, and was able to probably impact a little bit of damage that maybe I could have negated if I got to it a little bit earlier. So um, that's definitely a in hindsight, something that I would have liked to get onto it a little earlier, but um, at the same time, there's a lot of people that don't recover in my situation, so I've got to, you know, look at the positives.
1: Have you um figured out how to treat it at the moment? Like, I know it's um, been a number of years now, but how did you figure out, as long as to start with, and then how have you gone about the treatment of it?
0: Um, Yeah, I, well, I just I talked to a few people, sort of, in, in a similar situation to me, and they kind of said you know you might want to look, look down this path kind of thing and then yeah went went to a few doctors um that were that were treating um that kind of thing in australia and they they were sort of able to look at some adequate testing and um calling me in the right direction there and um once i kind of I, I still remember the sort of meeting with the doctor he said well it's good we've got a diagnosis but it's kind of not good as well because you've got a fair road ahead of you because it's been in your body for so long so it was a sort of bittersweet situation but um, from a treatment perspective yeah I think there are effective treatments and as you know I, I sort of headed overseas a couple of times to access those and um, a lot of those treatments are really effective and you know it poses the question why why we're not accessing that stuff here for people um, yeah. yeah it's it's a it's a bit of a difficult, it's a very difficult one and there's a lot of people and tricky spot um that can't access it i was lucky that i was in the position to access it um haven't you know i haven't had a little bit of success at the time but um yeah so i think there are effective treatments um but it's just accessing them for people
2: yeah you mentioned having a good support network around you what was what was some of the stuff your your friends and family were were providing you through that time
0: Um, oh, well, uh, my wife was brilliant. She, she, um, picked up a lot of the slack and, you know, she cared for me a lot. Um, yeah, my, my direct family, um, extended family, my wife's, um, direct family, they just all kind of rallied around us and supported us in, in a lot of different ways. And, um, yeah, it was, I don't know, it's just, yeah, it's hard to, um, kind of, um, Comprehend, you know, like how much they did, and 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 I'm, um, you know, we're so thankful for for our support networks, you know, friend, yeah. friends as well. You know, you, you sort of learn who you, your really good friends are when you go through um, difficult things. So um, there was just, yeah, a lot of a lot of friends that stepped up as well. So
1: you've also uh, always um had a big strong faith as well. How how what kind of part did hmm. your faith play throughout your journey?
0: Well. I think maybe just it gave me a lens to um, reconcile what was happening. Mm. Um, you know, and not and not not to sort of have a victim mentality in a way. You know, I was able to sort of look look at things through. You know, I don't I don't really think <clears throat> God had you know um, ordained me to get sick or anything like that. But I, yeah. you know, my understanding is you know we do live in a bit of a, a fallen world and there's things that are imperfect and it happens. But um, I really believe that. Um, you know, I suppose, um, just on some of the treatments, you know, one of the treatments I've done, um, which I got put on to by another, um, by a pastor's wife, actually, she, she told me about it. It was like extended water fasting, you know, when I was water fasting for, um, spiritual benefits, I suppose, but physical benefits. So, um, having an understanding that I believe we are created, no, we are, um, we are created with an intelligence that can heal itself, um, sort of position me to, you know, maybe approach something like that, that uh, maybe others wouldn't. Um, And it turned out to be such an amazing, um, regenerating sort of uh, exercise that, you know, had I not had that understanding, maybe um, I may not have uh, jumped into something like that. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it still blows my mind that
1: that you did that. How was long as fast you did?
0: Uh, it, was, it was
1: five weeks here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Five weeks. I, I, I had,
0: I had, I had the forty day mark um, etched in. I wanted to give that
1: a nudge, but I, yeah. I crumbled, mate. I crumbled. Five weeks. I remember <laughs> seeing the photo of you after five weeks. You, you're almost like a skeleton. Like you, your body was so thin. But you were saying out of all the treatments you got, that was one of the best yeah. things in terms of healing. Is that right?
0: Yeah, I think so, mate. It was. Fairly cost-effective as well, as you can imagine. She's yeah. Water, well, so.
1: <laughs> if, I, if I don't eat one meal, I'll save them a fair bit of money.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so I, out of business. you know, it was, it was fairly expensive to, to head overseas and get treatment. And um, I'd heard that um, it, was, it was quite effective on, on part of the sort of rejuvenating process, both both um, reading the body of sort of viruses and toxins and stuff, Um but also it, it um you, the studies and stuff coming out are that you get a lot more um growth hormone production and um stem cell production. They go through the roof. So wow. from a sort of damage perspective and rejuvenation perspective, um, it made a lot of sense to me, you know. Um yeah. I knew that my eye was damaged and my nervous system was damaged, so if I can um, naturally boost my growth hormone production and stem cell production, that's going to um, contribute to quicker healing. So um, I went overseas and done, done um, some of the different modalities there and then came back and um, and jumped into that. And, yeah, it was a gruelling process, very hard, and um, took a lot of... Um, it's physically draining, but mentally probably the hardest just because... Um, it's, you know, we don't. You know that uh, saying, you don't know what you got till it's gone, and food's a bit like that. You don't sort of realise how much of your life is based around food until you take it away. So it's a bit of a, a bit of a mental drain, but mm. from a um, physical um, perspective, it was just phenomenal. I felt like a new person after it. Um, a lot of old sort of footy injuries, you know, different creaks and aches and pains would would throb. While I was fasting, but I noticed when I was done, I was just they were all better. So um, yeah, truly phenomenal what what our body is capable of. So.
1: What's it like coming back to eating like in like normal eating after that? Is it do you have to ease your way back into it?
0: Yeah, you have to ease your way back into it. It's um it's a it's phenomenal experience when you um when you eat again. Actually, I I have teared up. I <laughs> I think I had like a a mango or something like that. You've got to go very slow because your system's obviously slowed right down um obviously full disclaimer, anyone who wants to do something like this, go and talk to a doctor or something about it. Um there are doctors out there that um that do it. Um yep. but uh yeah, it's just yeah, you've got to go really slow um I'd sort of drunk a bit of juice and stuff like that and even back in and um but yeah it's a really cool experience i teared up but um it is quite it can be quite frustrating too because you sort of spend all these nights thinking about what you're going to eat and then <laughs> you start eating again and you can't eat much more than you know yeah a small piece of fruit and you're like i just want to tear into a steak or something you can't you've got to
1: go slow you know? do you do any fasting at the moment anymore like intermittent fasting or anything like that or are you just eating? Normal?
0: yeah i usually eat a minimum, mate, just you know at least to lunch or yeah. Or um sometimes I'll go to dinner. Um I haven't been doing much more than that at the moment. Um yeah. But uh yeah, I notice I feel feel a lot better doing that. And, yeah, most days I'll skip breaking, which um I think's sort of pretty getting pretty common these days. A lot yeah. of people are sort of catching on to the benefits. So.
1: I, I was doing a bit at the start of the year, intermittent fasting and Benny uh, the I was waiting till uh two or three o'clock in the afternoon until eat. And when yeah. you finally eat, how good is it? Like, just there's something <laughs> yeah, about when you wait for it. Oh, one. I couldn't <laughs> wait for it, and just the smell yeah. of food and just every bite. I just enjoyed it so much, even if it was something I wasn't oh. like so pumped to eat. I was just loving it. Yeah, uh, no, yeah.
0: Spot, on, spot on. I think my family caught sort of um, laughing me because I'll, I'll sort of get to the night something I haven't and I'll you know be raving about the meal, and I'll, I'm like is it actually that good or am I just really hungry? You know? you're, not, you're not quite
1: sure. Speaking of family, how's yeah, the great guy Stig? How's your old man?
0: Yeah, he's pretty good, mate. He's pretty good. Um, he's, yeah, chipping away. He's still his, um, you know, old self, just always happy and happy to talk to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everywhere he goes, making conversations. So, no, nah, he's great
1: yeah. and in terms of sport do you see yourself doing anything in the sports world again or is it kind of just you know just watching i don't it? know
0: maybe like i'd like i'd like to uh, i don't know um really from the newcastle competition up here like it's, it's a really strong competition and i've sort of been tempted to play um the last few years but at the same time like i think you know like the stage of our life has sort of got to be that risk reward there
1: yeah um, Yeah.
0: And it's just, you know, where, where that's at for me, um, you know, with little kids and stuff like that. It's different when you're outside a professional environment. Um, there's more to consider. So, um, but uh, I like to, definitely like to do some um, coaching or, or skills work. Um, I've mm. done a few little um, uh, skills um sessions with you know some young halves from um, Maitland which is a part of the Hunter. I spent a bit of time growing up and been talking to their some of their junior coaches about coming out to do yeah. some stuff with them so um, I don't know whether I'll play again but um, I think yeah, we love and I know you do I, I do you just you love I love rugby league it's it's such a fun game so um, yeah love to <coughs> love to stay involved as much as you can mm. Um
1: I reckon you'd be good at that, because in terms of coaching as well, the the one you you remind me a lot of uh, Kieran Fraun as well. You you, out of all the halves to play with, would take the ball in the line more than most people. Like you'd always get right into the line, square them right up, and then you create so much space outside of you. Um,
0: No, thanks. And I reckon there's so
1: much, there's so much like, and you're really patient. I reckon you'd be really good at coaching, um, and especially working with halves and explaining that process to them.
0: Yeah, I think I think think of it. I I always thought about the game, I think, maybe more than most. I think just because I liked it, you know, I really liked it. Um, But, yeah, that's a compliment um, comparing me to Kieran, mate. He's had a great career, so, no, I really appreciate that.
1: Yeah, two of the greats. Two of my favourites, actually. Um, (laughs) And now that you kind of, like, um, came back from France, I I just want to, were you at Toulouse? or what team were you playing over, over there?
0: Um, I played for Le Mou. Um, was that a, in played, that same um, competition? Yes and no. Um, Toulouse are in the Super League now,
1: as yep. you know. Yeah, I know they, that, yeah. And,
0: um, they ran a championship team at the time when I was over there, which is the second tier, and um, and uh, uh, an elite one, which is the French competition. So it's, it was kind of like operating, maybe their reserve grade. Or, and that was who they would play against for us. But... Um, I did sign to go to Toulouse, but, um, uh, as, as you probably know, mate, the, um, I remember talking to you at the time, the, the RFL in England, um, just made it really difficult for me to get my visa to go across and play like in the Super League or championship. I was kind of thinking that I might be able to, um, push over and, um, and play there for a few years because um, there used to be a compassionate cause within the RFL where, you know, if you'd missed a certain amount of games um, due to injury or something like that, um, that you were allowed to get um, get a visa because I hadn't played any international football and there's different, different rules and whatnot. But um, it, it actually worked out because I played um, two games in New South Wales Cup the year before that um, negated me being able to get a visa. So yeah. it was just this little technicality that um was really hard and they were actually quite apologetic about because I you know, I got I got different letters and things to sort of vouch for me for me from um different coaches and stuff, really well credential coaches here and um <clears throat> yeah, it was just a um, a bummer I was hoping to push on and, and that was why I couldn't couldn't um go with Toulouse in the end my um, my visa, um, didn't get picked off and then um it was sort of hard for them to carry me as a full time player but I was just gonna be playing for the um, their French team.
1: So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. it was a bit of a bummer and then yeah. you pick up some French?
1: So. Palais Banglais a
0: little
1: bit we? Uh, oui. Yeah. Okay. There <laughs> <laughs> we go. Um <laughs> <laughs> it. yes, yep. <laughs> uh, now it's the time of the show. We we got a few minutes left, but this is a the fan favourite time of the show. Yeah. It's a 60-second blitz with blitz. Good right. luck.
2: Now, listen, Ryan, I'm just going to hammer you with okay. 60 seconds worth of questions. They're hard-hitting, right, personal, down-to-the-core questions. You just got to answer the first thing that comes to your head. Are you okay with this? Okay, you, yeah, saw, you yeah, signed yeah. the waiver? signed the NDA? Great. Now, listen, yeah, uh, favourite um, kids movie that you watch with your kids? I uh, Shrek. Oh, Shrek, wow. Ooh, one, two, or three. Let's, let's, let's just nail it down. Yeah, I, I get one. called Shrek every now and then. Yeah, it's it's got to be one. I'm actually with Shrek in the uh, studio right now. Now, listen, you've got to take a moment to um, to relax. You want to you know, you take a bit of time off. What, what, what are you choosing to do? What's your relaxation of choice? Oh, beach. Oh, the beach. All right, now, best, best date you've ever been on?
1: Ooh. Keep in mind, oh, this no. guy—he's a good-looking bloke, but he's still—he's punching. He's done well with his wife. He's punching. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. Takes one to know
1: one. Yeah. <laughs> nah, we're par, means Steph. We're
2: nah, par. Mate, I was. Nah. <laughs> you, are, you are so I am far definitely from pa. par. I'm definitely <laughs> you're you're in a different um, league I
0: have to go with um, first date with my wife. Oh yeah. I couldn't say any other, could
2: I? No, get you could. Yeah, she's not going to listen, let's be
1: honest. Yeah. Now, um, <laughs> no, don't say that.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, This, nah, this isn't a
1: male-dominated show. Yeah. There's, there's many female listeners out there, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now, um,
2: what, did, what did you do on this date? Um, I think went to
0: the Blue Water Pizza.
2: Ooh. Ooh. A couple of wines?
0: Yeah. Nah, not a big drinker, mate. Yeah, um, yeah just pizza and, yeah. Hung out, Com- sort of
2: conversation.
0: You know those those early days, um, full of excitement. Yeah. Uh, yeah, conversation. Can't really remember, to be honest. <laughs> Just probably heaps of smooth lines from myself.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that.
2: Now you got to go on a holiday <laughs> um, with your family. You can go wherever you want. You're about yeah. to get on the plane. Where are you going?
0: Uh, probably France, mate. Go back to France. Really? You liked Absolutely it that much? Loved it. Yeah, loved it. How the are you, were you, you
1: south of France? Like how far from South of France were you? I was
0: South France, Macbang.
1: Yeah, right. I'm Yeah. Oh it's it's a it's a big
0: area, but yeah, where we were was definitely. I just booked um, a hotel no, in um
1: just, uh, Albertines? Yeah, do you, know, do you know where Albertines is or
0: Um I've got, I've got to pick your brain the, where no, I don't know where
1: that is. It's okay. kinda of like in between Cannes like... and Monaco or Monaco. Oh, I can't. So you're going to um the Riviera? Yes. Oh, we'll have a chat. Yeah. You know, right. Take it offline. I'll, I'll, I'll take you. I'll <laughs> tell you a few local places there that I like.
2: Oof, cool. Bro. Uh, now, are you yeah, an animal guy? Have you have you got a favourite pet? Dog, for sure. Oh yeah. Okay. Worst I'll investment. I got a dog named Floyd. He's great. Floyd. <laughs> great dog. Floyd. Um, worst investment you've ever made. Worst investment. Mm. Sorry to go, Nego. Mm-hmm. Uh, penny mining stock. Ooh. Uh, best investment you've
0: ever yeah. made? Uh, my wife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, yep. yeah, give her the link. Yeah. The Send m- her the link. No, the
1: amount of people that get that one, they say that. Like, that yeah. wedding ring. That wedding ring. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a cliche um, answer, is it? No. No, so no, no.
1: There's so many times I feel like that should be the answer, and the guy's like oh this this house is I'm like oh you, yeah yeah, well, the cause... Mazda six I bought don't you know, your wife and three kids but oh, yeah, it's, on, <laughs> uh if
2: yeah, you could meet anyone um and pick their brain who would you who would you meet and why
0: oh, that's a really good question um oh, great question, just go with it, um. Feel it. it's a he's go sure. in America, I uh, listen to a little bit. Bill Johnson, he's um
1: ah yes. yeah he's a
0: pastor over there yeah oh,
1: you know he,
0: yeah just a, just some of his one liners and he seems to have great wisdom on a lot of subjects so yeah probably him.
1: Benny's a pastor as well yeah. by the way so if you ever want to um meet him Tim manor not, I can manor arrange again, that probably.
2: yeah yeah Tim Manor he's got a lot to say
1: yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> as long as you get him in front of food he'll talk forever. Yeah. Now um <laughs> listen you go you go into the movies but the snack bar is shut. You've got to go for a walk okay. down to the grocery shop. What are your two items of choice yeah. for the movies?
0: Ooh. <sighs> <sighs> I'm going to be really boring. Choose wisely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> take it. Um, I still, because I, cause I, you know, with my health issues, I'm, I'm uh, a bit of a... Don't don't stray too far from the health aisle. So uh, yeah. there's these nice little um, snack balls. I'm going to give it okay, so... a plug. I think they're like Ben and, ben and Jerry's or something.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: You know them, Timmy? Yeah. Yeah, I know Ben and Jerry's. Peanut butter <laughs> just, one. He knows Ben and Jerry's, No, no you're One litre tub. i mean Jerry's. ice cream, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, know. No, they're phenomenal,
1: yeah. You're such a picture of health, mate. I I'm very convicted about my health right now. Now, nah, that nice. Out of the
2: three, what what are you more predominantly interested in? Sport, yeah, business, or leisure?
1: Oh, what about a combination of all three bang? I'm just thinking <laughs> my answer. You got to pick yeah. one. You can do all three, though. All yeah, three. Yeah, I know you can. I can turn sport into business and leisure. You can do it I all know, together. Look can. what we're doing now. We're talking sport. We're having fun, and it's business. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, um, I don't
0: know. That's a, that's a hard one. <laughs> a bit, more, a bit of everything. Yeah, <laughs> le- le- leisure. You know, um, if you could do that twenty four seven, that'd be great. But Bring it it's on. not practical, is
1: it? Yeah, that's smart, wise, and that leads us to the end of the sixty second blitz of blitz. Yeah. And also, we are at the end of our show, Stiggy. Thank you so much for joining us, mate. Thank like you. I said, we um we're really honoured that you took the time to join us. I was I've been really fortunate to uh, know you from a young age, but there's not many more genuine uh, people in the game in terms of the character you have, the um, the amount of, the, the kind of heart you have for other people. And you actually walk the walk when it comes to, you know, I guess Christians in the sport and Christians in general. Um, the, the way you kind of have that faith about you and, and you're willing to share it with others and you just walk it, you're not bashing people over the head with the Bible, but you actually are such a loud. Um, voice for Jesus is such an encouragement for myself and so many other people uh, we love you, we uh, hope that you uh, find something to do in sport. we love to see you in support the world, even if it is coaching, we um, look forward to following you closely and I look forward to catching up with you offline soon brother, thanks again for joining us
0: my pleasure mate, thank you for having
1: me life's so full on, I've been working on this deck for ages these steaks don't cook themselves you know